Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Ready for this game preview show. Uh, just can't wait for it. Um, there's going to be a lot of cool conversations in this one. Looking forward to talking to all of you. And what's up to traffic? What's up, Jan? How's it going? And Jan with the A-O. Uh, really love that. And Connor says, breaking news, Brock Purdy is the Super Bowl MVP. Wow. Connor, if that happens, uh, number one, I want you to go to Vegas because uh, you deserve it. And number two, I love it because that means the 49ers have won the Super Bowl, and that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, so what is up, everyone in chat? I hope you guys are all having a good Saturday. There's going to be some football today, which is exciting, right? We're going to get into that. And what's up, WTM? How's it going? Shooter in the house. Longtime Niner fan, how's it going? Um, so, you know, that's the good news for the 49ers is they don't play today. Um, it, but it also looks like as a, you know, I don't know how many of you all live in Northern California, but we've been getting hit pretty hard by the storms. Uh, but it appears that potentially it's going to be clear for the game tomorrow. That was not expected. Uh, so that'll be good news for the 49ers as well. They won't have to contend with the weather at all. Um, that maybe there'll be a little bit of light wind, but I think that's good news for the 49ers. And overall, good news uh, for everybody. And what's up, Freddie Mac? Dre, how's it going? Uh, good to see you in chat. It's going to be a good Saturday. And Shooter says, hey, it finally made a live show. I hope you're doing well, Shooter. Uh, always good when you're able to make it. I know it's hard. I haven't been doing as many lives recently. After I recovered uh, from the sickness, I've kind of been readjusting back to my schedule. Um, but I'm always excited to come on and, and talk with everyone. So 
it's it's gonna be a fun episode too. We're gonna have a really good one here. And just like always, if you guys want to, you know, put something in there for conversation, leave it in chat. I'll make sure to get to it, and we'll interact. Let's have a fun conversation uh, before these games come on today, and we can talk a little 49ers versus Cardinals. And it's going to be a great matchup. 49ers, Cardinals at Levi Stadium. I just had to play the graphic. It's just too fun. Uh, and Jan says, Brock, that like button. Love that. Yeah, go ahead and, and hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed and you're watching, uh, go ahead and subscribe and you know join the, the rest of the people that have. We've had a nice you know growth recently with the content, so I've been really appreciative of everyone to come through and there's been a lot of news coming out normally we do news um but we're going to talk a little bit about some of the news because some of these injuries and players not playing are going to determine exactly how the 49ers play this and what the game plan is and you know exact execution plus Kyle Shanahan talked to Greg Papa and gave a little bit of information too on what his feelings were as far as you know what happens if Minnesota wins what happens if Minnesota loses I think those are things to remember. But let's go first. Who out? Who's out for the 49ers? Let's set the stage for this game versus the Arizona Cardinals. And it starts, of course, we all knew Aaron Banks was going to be out. So he's not going to be at left guard. But Daniel Brunskill will be starting at left guard. Spencer Burford starting at right guard. The good news is Burford, Brunskill, been splitting reps all year. So both guys are very equipped to handle this situation. I don't expect a huge fall off, even though I think Banks has had a phenomenal season. The 49ers can get through this game because of some of the injuries to Arizona without Banks. And Kyle Shannon was on with Greg Papa. They do like a game plan type video. And he discussed that they really are optimistic that Aaron Banks will be ready for the wild card. So I think that is good news for the 49ers moving forward. And then Brunskill, Burford, they can go back to their rotation, which has worked so well so far. And of course, he gave you the update on Jimmy, but Jimmy's not going to be in this game. Uh, Jimmy potentially could be ready for you know, a backup role at the end of the playoffs. And then Kevin Givens practice this week. He's not ready to go, but it looks like he's going to be ready for uh, the first uh, postseason game, whatever that is. If 49ers get the one seed, it's going to be in a couple weeks. If it's next week, he'll be ready. And then Greenlaw out with the back. That one, you know, it's probably smart. You have Aziz Alshire. Arizona's got a lot of injuries, which we're going to go through in a second, which are definitely, you know, going to... Uh, disrupt how this game is what's up donald how's it going welcome to chat what's up sg mr Corey? how's it going glad you guys are all in chat and so the other uh other injury was Ombre thomas he's out uh so this is probably a good opportunity for the 49ers to look at jackrabbit you've been listening to the content you know all week i've been talking about i believe uh, that this was a good opportunity for them to get jackrabbit jenkins in there and then at some point, I expect them to kind of pull the starters out and let some of the backups play. They want to evaluate his potential for helping this team out in the playoffs. So Jack Rabbit Jenkins should get some playing time. We'll see. Questionable for this week is Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw. Both have been dealing with illnesses. They both got that flu uh, that kicked my butt. These guys are going to get uh, do a lot better with it, I'm sure, than I, I did because uh, the thing took me out for like a week and a half. Um, but, you know, these guys are well you know, well-equipped uh, athletes uh, with the best doctors that you could possibly get. So I think they'll be doing just fine. And Shooter says, think the number one seed would be a big get for the 49ers. Give them some time to heal up. It would. The question is, I think, uh, I was trying to remember who it was. Somebody came through on the comments today. I'm sorry I'm missing who it was. Came through and said, hey, they heard Jalen Hurts was playing. If Jalen Hurts is playing, uh, that's going to make it difficult for the 49ers to get the number one seed 
because I don't know if the Giants are going to play their starters already. Oscar says, Dre not playing, and who's replacing him? It's going to be Aziz Alshire. So Alshire is going to be playing there. And then when they're in their base four, three sets, that means with Alshire moving over to the, you know, the, the Will Backer role that Greenlaw plays, the Sandbacker is going to be Oren Burke. So he'll come in on obvious rundowns when they're in their base sets. That's whenever Arizona decides to go to a two tight end look. The rest of the time, I expect the 49ers to try to sit in nickel. That means Jimmy Ward comes on and Oren Burks comes off. Now, when it comes to Arizona, I mean, the, the number of players that are out are absolutely crazy. This team is definitely not healthy. They're going to be missing multiple stars, including defensive end Zach Allen. He's out, and he was a big player even in Mexico City. He made plays for the Cardinals, so he's out. That's going to help the 49ers be able to handle J.J. Watt. Wide receiver Robbie Anderson, who they traded for from Carolina, He's out. I think he had like one catch against the 49ers in Mexico City. Linebacker Zayvon Collins, one of my favorite linebackers in the league. He's out with a calf. That's good news for the 49ers run game. Running back James Connors out. He's dealing with a knee and shin, so he won't be playing. If you watch the Madden simulation, you've seen he ran all the way home on one of those plays. Freaking hilarious as he ran into the stands. Cornerback Antonio Hamilton, he's out with a hip. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, of course, out. McCoy with the concussion. And then starting corner Marco Wilson out as well they're gonna, they are going to be dealing with some serious injuries and their cornerback room is not going to look very good uh so that's the thing right now they're coming in you know and they're going to be struggling and oscar says we're going to win period i'm with you i think they're going to win and um i think one of the and what's up edgard how's it going one thing to we need to you know look at is who's going to be playing for arizona i mean they're losing some guys up front they still are going to have you know, uh, Leaky F uh, Fotu, who's going to be playing with J.J. Watt. And then they have, you know, young guy, Jai Sanders out of Cincinnati. He'll be rushing off the edge. They still have good linebackers. Isaiah Simmons and Marcus Golden. Simmons, the do-it-all linebacker. Golden, the, the, the pass rusher. But when it comes to their cornerback room, that's where it gets a little interesting. Christian Matthew and Jace Whitaker are going to be starting. And then at safety, they're going to have, you know, Chris Banjo's out. He's been starting, so now safety, they're going to have the norm, Jalen uh, Thompson, which is good, but then Charles Washington. Their secondary is struggling. Their linebacker room is without Zayvon Collins. Um, you know, they are just missing guys. So the Arizona Cardinals are definitely not the team, even that the 49ers saw in Mexico City. And on offense, you know, they got uh, David Blau. He's going to be the starter uh, over Colt McCoy, who's in concussion protocol. They still send out some pretty good weapons on offense with Marquise Brown, Craig Dorch, and Trey McBride. So those guys will be, you know, players to watch, but their offensive line with some struggles as well. Josh Jones is in at left tackle for DJ Humphreys. That's not good. Uh, their left guard is going to be Cody Ford. Uh, center is Billy Price, and he's the backup. Rodney Hudson, Billy Price finally got healthy. The right side of the line is healthy, though. Will Hernandez and Kelvin Beecham. So... Uh, at least they got that going for him. But it's definitely some hurts right there. What's up, Tommy? How's it going? Me and Tommy were talking over in John Chapman's uh, show that he was doing just a second ago. And uh, that was a lot of fun as I came through at the end. Um, to kind of, you know, say what's up to my guy, John Chapman, who does such a great job. Scooter says, Ant, do you think the Niners defense is getting tired as the season goes? Or do you think what happened with the Raiders was a fluke? Um, I don't think it's a fluke. I think what happened was it was a combination of a couple of things. I think first off, the 
the 49ers came out with an aggressive mindset. We're going to get on Jarrett Stidham. We're going to make him uncomfortable. We're going to come after him. And then I think what happened after was Josh McDaniels took advantage of that aggressiveness and that aggressive mindset. He ran screens. He ran play-action pass. The first play of the game, play-action pass, and took you know took advantage of it. And then also, you just have, you've been dealing a little bit with some poor eyes. I know Diometer Lenore was dealing with a little bit of illness. Uh, so, I mean, that could, you know, kind of play into why he was just struggling a little bit with the ball skills. I mean, they have been targeting him because the blueprint has been max protect, prevent that four-man front from being able to get home, and then going vertical down the field. What they're also doing is manipulating Tauno Hufongo's reads uh, his pre-snap reads, he's been relying on those heavy during the season, and that's why through the first eight games, he was highly instinctual, making plays and getting turnovers. He was pre-snap reads were dictating how exactly he was moving, and then all of a sudden what they did was start getting him those looks and then taking advantage of his eyes after the play. So, I mean, D'Amico talked a little bit, but you guys have heard me talk about this for weeks. His eyes are deceiving him when he's watching. He's got to trust his instincts after the snap. His pre-snap reads are great. Love him. He's fantastic in that area. The problem is, and this is what 187 is saying, Huff had dirty eyes, is you start peeking into the backfield. And this is one of the hardest things to teach defensive backs is don't peek, especially when you get guys that are used to playing zone coverage. When they're playing zone coverage, they want to read the quarterback. The quarterback a lot of times gives things away, right? Uh, depending on how how deep the drop is or, you know, if there's a play action, whatever it is, it gives you an idea of how much time you have or what the route is going to be depending on, you know, the different alignments and also the drops. So what Huff has to do is go ahead and be okay with, okay, this pre-snap read is here, and then you're going to let that kind of cut down what you're seeing. So that pre-snap read formation, everything is going to maybe give it to you where it's like, okay, these are the possible things that they can do. Uh, he's going to have to just trust his eyes post-snap, and that'll help. And I think other defensive backs were having that problem too. But it's a good thing that the 49ers had this happen against the Raiders at the end of the season instead of in the playoffs because now they can adjust. They see how offenses are going to try to handle them and then they can make good, you know, reads and changes after that. And what's up to Paul in chat? How's it going, Paul? Uh, another one that I was saying what's up to in Chapman's. And then Tommy says, Chap and Ant over Batman and Robin. I love that. Thanks, Tommy. I appreciate that. All love, right? WTM says, Coach Ant, what do you expect to see from Elijah Mitchell tomorrow? I expect to see, you know, five to eight carries would be my expectation uh, get him involved in the offense, but don't do too much. I think they're going to use Christian McCaffrey early. And with what Kyle Shanahan said to Greg Papa was he said, hey, if Minnesota loses in that 10 o'clock window game, and then all of a sudden we look at halftime and the Eagles are blowing the Giants out, we're going to pull everyone out. So that gives you an idea where their mindset is. If, if we're going to be the number two, then that that's we're, we're going to sit there and we'll pull our guys out. So he is going to be paying attention. He expects Minnesota to win the game. I expect Minnesota to win too. When Minnesota wins, the 49ers have to win. So then they're going to play their starters longer. I think they would like to finish off the Arizona Cardinals by the end of the third quarter, pull their starters out, roll with Elijah Mitchell, roll with Jordan Mason. And I think in that case, Elijah Mitchell might get a few more carries. Uh, but they're definitely going to want to keep those guys safe and, and and comfortable. And I think they can do it. I think they can honestly get a lead on the Arizona Cardinals and be able to kind of stroll into the final part of the game. Uh, 
Lou says, good morning, Ant, and TCC. How's it going, Lou? Welcome to chat. Glad to see you here on a Saturday. Uh, it, it should be good. And Tommy's saying, hey, Elijah Mitchell's going to get six yards a carry. I think that's definitely a possibility. Paul says, how will our defense respond to the mistakes uh, they played last week? I think they're going to respond in a good way. I think they're going to trust their eyes. I think this week, Arizona is going to provide simpler reads for the defense. Going back and watching them versus Atlanta, uh, they did run some, you know, some heavy sets with multiple tight ends to get a a base four three set and try to take advantage, you know, of their tight ends on uh, linebackers, but also be able to run the football that they did. But the reads were still easy formationally. You saw multiple tight ends. You knew what they were going to do. It's play action. It's this right. It's it's not very, um, you know, not very good of a an office like not depth. Uh, there, there's a lot of things you can figure out really quick. Uh, so it's it's not confusing for a defense. I think that's important for the 49ers offense or 49ers defense. But also, I want to see how these guys respond uh, because I think they were in, a little bit embarrassed of what happened against the Raiders. And I think you're going to see a lot of rush lane integrity from the defensive line. And I also think you're going to see D'Amico Ryans kind of play David Blau off at first uh, and then come after him. I think that's how they're going to handle it. And they're going to try to you know really get on these receivers. Blau's going to want to get rid of the football tremendously fast, like tremendously um wtm says any info on kinlaw still on a pitch count yeah i expect him to stay on a pitch count i'm guessing this game depending on his sickness now he did go back to practice yesterday i expect him to be about 25 snaps that could increase a little bit if armstead isn't able to go with the illness so remember those uh paul said D'Amico said i discipline was the problem it is it, it has been a problem with hufanga hufanga likes to jump routes uh, but with a play action, you know, you get your eyes in the backfield. You get focused on the window dressing. We talk about this a lot with Kyle Shannon, and you get focused on that. And then next thing you know, boom, over the top. Uh, you can't allow that. You have to play your man. And in that case, Hufanga had, you know, Waller in that area. He has to play Waller for sure. Ronnie, what's it going on, Ronnie? Ronnie Moitoya says, and everyone is talking about the Jets versus Miami. Is one of the coaches really on the hot seat since they haven't got a W in about two months? Um, Robert Sala has been there the longest. I think Sala has been there for three years. To me, he would be the most realistic uh, to be really, you know, to be uh, moved on from if he was, you know, the guy. But I mean, the Dolphins literally just went to Mike McDaniel. I'm not sure that's the answer. I think you know an ownership group could look at Mike McDaniel and say, "Hey, I see what you've done. You've done really good when you've had your quarterback, your starting quarterback. You've played really well when you haven't." Um, then you've had some struggles. So I don't think either one of them actually get fired uh, or moved on from. I think that if you know they did, uh, potentially you could see one of them end up back in San Francisco or, you know, I mean, they probably could get another head coaching job out there. I think it would be harder for Sala uh, because the NFL is moving towards offensive minded coaches. That's why I don't think they want to move on from McDaniel yet. I think they think if he can build his program, so um, I, I think that would be the case, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I mean, that's the thing is like, you don't know if these guys are going to get, you know, moved on from, I hope not. I think both of them deserve an opportunity. I think Sala deserves to get this quarterback situation taken care of, which, you know, he thought he did. WTM with the super chat, early celebration for 10 wins in a row. Uh, hashtag faithful. Love that WTM. I think it is a real distinct possibility. The 49ers get that win. Uh, and get to 10, and, and that would be, you know, Kyle Shanahan's longest streak 
So it'd be good. Lou says, after rewatching the game, I can't figure out uh, the love of McGill. He seems to get washed out consistently. Your thoughts? It's flash plays for the love of McGill. Uh, so McGill is going to have struggles in certain areas, but when he's able to penetrate and when he makes those moves, especially with a swim move, they're flash plays where he makes plays in the backfield. So those are what people automatically sees with their eyes. Uh, those things relate to people. Oh, he got in the backfield and he made a play. So I think when it comes down to it, that's what McGill is doing. I think the 49ers, you know, are going to have McGill the rest of the season. Um, I don't know if, if, you know, how much he'll be in the rotation here pretty soon. Once Kevin Givens comes back, uh, they could easily go with Kerry Hyder as the fourth. So McGill might not be as active, but McGill has made those splash plays. And I think they know he can kind of get in there uh, and make some, but that's exactly right. Sometimes he gets washed. And then there's the other times where he just make, you know, gets in there and, and causes something to happen. Um, let's see. Tommy says we couldn't stop the run for some reason. That's why the play action worked. Well, they ran play action on, on play one. Uh, they, I mean, there was a lot of play action that first time. I know it's because the 49ers were planning on selling out, you know, to stop uh, the run game and Jacobs. And, you know, they did a pretty good job against Jacobs. It took overtime for Jacobs to be able to get over 60 yards. What's up, Spy Nick Danger? Welcome to chat. Uh, so we can remember that. Uh, but you're right. The run game was a, was more consistent. Some of that was da uh, was uh, uh, Jared Stidham. Stidham being able to do that. So it's it's one of those things where I don't expect that to happen again. Um, yeah, and Freddie's saying Mike McDaniel back to San Francisco. I mean, if he's going to be an offensive staff somewhere, it could be in San Francisco. If they fire him after one year, I think that would be a mistake. I really do. And if he, you know, would he come back to San Francisco? Could you see uh, Robert Sala, you know, maybe make a move and move on from the floor and go to Mike McDaniel in that situation and let, you know, that let offensive thing happen. Uh, there's a lot of things that could happen here pretty soon. Sacktown Izzy, how's it going? But I'd love for the 49ers to beat the Packers in the playoffs yet again. It might happen. You know, if the Packers are able to get the win on Sunday night uh, over the Detroit Lions, they're good. They're in. What's up, Jay in the Bay, by the way? Uh, what's good? How's it going? Uh, so, I mean, it could end up 2-7 Niners versus Packers at Levi Stadium. Uh, I mean, that's that's legit. WTM. Uh, uh, WTM. Uh, let's see. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Edgard with the super sticker. A pink ice cream cone. Well done. Thanks, Edgard. I appreciate that so much. Uh, thanks for seeing, sending that. Um... Let's see what else we got here. Long time says Buffalo Jet fan reported that Sala will most likely stay on, but next year's playoffs are bust for them. The one getting more heat is LaFleur, the OC play caller. Yeah, so that's what I've been hearing too about LaFleur possibly getting too, you know, a lot of heat. He could move on from LaFleur if McDaniel was open. I think Robert Sala is a very loyal person. I think it would be difficult for him to move on from LaFleur. Uh, LaFleur, if he was a, if he was to get cut, I could see him ending up with his brother in green bay and i mean he wanted to be there once before and kyle shanahan blocked it uh so that that can happen and uh what's up phil how's it going uh philip says howdy aunt sorry i'm late no worries i'm glad you're in uh i hope everyone enjoyed john's show that he was doing earlier and we're having a fun talk wtm says coach Ant, do you want to see danny gray tomorrow yeah i think we will see danny gray you know i think once we start getting players out i mean debo is going to be playing um but he's going to be limited in his snaps you know, at some point, they're going to want to get Brandon Ayuk out off the field. 
and it'll be a Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod, and Danny Gray kind of game. And those guys are going to get extra extra reps. So I do like that. Jay in the bases, Coach Ant, how many running backs and which running backs will be active in tomorrow's game? This is one of the few times where there could be four running backs active for the game. I wouldn't normally say that. It's normally going to be three. Uh, but I believe that it could be all four of the guys, including TDP, um, because I think at some point they're going to want to get you know Christian out, um, get McCaffrey out. They're going to have Elijah Mitchell on a little bit of a pitch count, even though his first game this year he had 18 carries. So explain that. I don't think they want to give him that kind of workload, though. So you're going to want to get both those guys out and let the young guys, young bucks, close out the game. Jordan Mason, TDP. So it could be one of those games where we see those four guys uh, all active and, you know, they have room to do it. I think we could also see, you know, Jack Rabbit Jenkins elevated, which I said earlier in the show as well. Freddie Mac says, is there a chance we see Khalid Davis in the postseason? I don't think so. I read a, a report from David Bonilla over on 49ers Web Zone, and he was saying that the Warriors are unlikely to activate Kalia Davis this year. I think it makes sense. You leave him on, you know, the... the um, I think he was on... Which one was he on? He wasn't on the IR... Uh, he was in the NFI, yeah, non-football injury uh, list. So he they could leave him on there, and then you'll have a full contract of him coming back. And I think that's what they're going to do. Then they'll have four years of Kalia Davis uh, where they can continue to develop him. Because it's a, with the NFI, he doesn't get paid uh, really either. It's like really cheap. It's like a different type of deal with the NFI. I don't remember all the rules, but I know it's there. I think they want to see Kalia Davis you know, develop. I think they like his potential. He's been... You know, a player of the week. Uh, they were giving him the special jersey. I think they're impressed with what it is. So, yeah. And um, let's see. Paul says, Freddie, we don't have an IR reinstatements to be used on him this year. That is also the case. You know, I know there's still been a lot of confusion. I've seen a lot of people still talking about it. I just don't expect Kalia Davis to come back. WTM says, what do you like to see from Purdy tomorrow? I want to see him have a good game. I want to see him be able to execute. And what's up, Sean? How's it going? Glad to see you in chat. Yeah, I, I hope that, you know, he just comes out and he executes the game plan and he looks sharp. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Just continue the trend. Continue the trend is the most important part. And what are the key, you know, what's the key matchup for the 49ers uh, tomorrow against the Arizona Cardinals? And I think after going through the injuries, you know, and seeing some of the guys that are going to be out for Arizona, including Zach Allen, uh, and Zayvon Collins, I think the, the thing the 49ers really have to do is slow down J.J. Watt. I think now he's you know the most important defensive player for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you could put focus on slowing down J.J. Watt, you know, go ahead and, and be able to run the football away from him. Um, but also when you do run it at him, double team him. And I think as long as the 49ers are able to slow down J.J. Watt, they're going to be able to throw the football. I mean, they got cornerbacks playing, you know, that are going to be over their head. You know, uh, Jake, Jake Whitaker, uh, Christian Matthew, like these guys are going to be in a world of hurt playing against this 49er receiving crew that's welcoming back Debo Samuel and that's Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. And the Cardinals in Mexico City tried to put Isaiah Simmons on McCaffrey. It didn't work. Then they tried Buda Baker and that didn't work. Buda Baker's on IR. Uh, you can't do it with Simmons. That's going to be a mismatch. We saw that you know, in 2020 with Raheem Mostert. So the, it, that's really what it's about is just slowing down Watt. Don't let him be a game wrecker. You know, at this point in his career, can he? I wouldn't put anything past him. He's going to be highly motivated for his last game. But, 
I just think the 49ers slowing down Watt is going to be important. And what does that look like? It's easy. In the run game, double him. Uh, in the in the passing game, just know where he's at. And I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to you know get get out and get open in space. He was able to do that consistently in Mexico City. And with Debo being back in there, you're going to have to pay attention to him. How much is Debo going to play? Probably not whole not a whole lot. He'll probably play like 15 snaps, and he'll probably get like five targets. And I think that 49ers will be very happy with that, kind of getting him back involved in the offense. Um, but, I mean, it's there's not a lot of things that you have to do. It's mostly about the 49ers executing their own game plan. As long as the 49ers execute their game plan, they're going to be highly successful. And that's what it's about. As you're going into the playoffs, it's about rolling. You want to have clean games. Uh, when I was coaching before the playoffs, I always wanted to have a clean game that last game. Yeah, it's important to make sure you keep your guys you know, protected and safe, but it's really important to make sure that your guys are, are comfortable in the scheme, comfortable in what you're doing, and that you have a nice rhythm when you're going through. You don't want to go into the playoffs without a rhythm. Uh, that's very important, and you just want to feel like you're a well-oiled machine. The Niners have been rolling for nine games straight, and that's what they want to continue a 10th game rolling. So that way, whoever they play in the playoffs is getting the best, you know, incarnation of the 49ers. I think that's what's really important, you know, for what they're doing. And that's why slowing down great JJ Watt and not allowing him to do a lot of things is so important. Um, yeah. And Paul says Kingsbury may be auditioning for his job. He may. Here's the problem. He don't have the sum of parts that he needs uh, to make a really good game out of this, right? The Raiders, they still have the sum of parts. They still have Devontae Adams and Waller, you know, and uh, Hunter Renfro and Cole and Jacobs. Like, they, they still had those guys. That's not what you're looking at when you're looking at Kingsbury's Arizona Cardinals. Uh, do I think that, you know, they're, that some of these guys are going to be highly motivated? Yeah, I think so. Because I think J.J. Watt's going to be highly motivated. And Travis says, this is what Watt's last game tomorrow, right? Then he announces retirement, so he will be out there with a purpose even more than usual. You're right, and that's why it's about focusing on him. He's definitely somebody to focus on. So, I, I mean, that's the thing. And Fournier's gal, how's it going, Fournier's gal? Welcome to chat. Because when would you like, what would you like our first playoff game to be Saturday, Sunday, or Monday? Who do you want us to be playing? Um, I would love it to be on Sunday for the reason of Saturday's a short week, so that gives you less time to prepare. And I know it gives potentially whoever you're playing less time to prepare as well. But if you play on Sunday, you get natural week, a natural week of practice. That's what I want. Four yards are used to playing on Sunday. I don't want Monday. Do not give the four yards a Monday game where the next week they have to turn around and play on Sunday on a short week. Uh, that just kicks off things the wrong way, especially, you know, if now they shouldn't have to travel the second week, but I just don't like Monday. Give me Sunday. I think it keeps everything flowing in the right way. WTM says, I, we have the best running back in the NFC. True or false? Absolutely true. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the best running back because he's a, just an absolute weapon. So, I mean, there's no one that could touch the things that he's done. The fact that he's not in the Pro Bowl is crazy to me. The dude's been spectacular. Freddie says, I don't want to see CMC in the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about CMC to a point. Uh, but like I said, I don't think they expect them to play very long. Like I said, it's all about rhythm. It's all about chemistry. And they need to get this offense working with McCaffrey, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, all in there together. They need those guys, those four big-time guys, working with Brock Purdy, 
You know, like it's like a preseason game. It's like your dress rehearsal. You want those guys working together because then it really helps your football team and it helps Brock Purdy. Uh, like I said, just getting a rhythm. It helps Kyle get in a rhythm, reacclimating Debo because right now using Dewan Jennings and using uh, Ray Ray McLeod, they're more of a you know an add-on piece, right? Uh, he's not one of the the big four. They're they're guys you can kind of use in those you know help roles. Uh, they're they're role players, and and you really need to make sure you get a chemistry going. But I understand the worry. Freddie, because I mean, that's the thing, right? You don't want to lose one of those guys and get hurt. And thanks so much, Daryl, uh, for the super chats. This is Lameo, you and John Chapman on at the same time. Yeah, we we did not confer on when we were going on, and we kind of we kind of crossed a little bit. I think he went on like around 11:20. I went on at noon. Uh, both with the same idea to talk 49ers. And it's it's great. And you know, all you guys can jump, you know, jump back. Uh, you know, I know you were with him. Now you're with us. I really appreciate you guys, you know, coming over and checking out the stream. And, you know, we're having fun talking 49ers and talking Cardinals because even though it's it's an interesting matchup, it's it's weird, right? Because uh, it looks like Arizona should be easy to beat. Uh, but you never take a team, you know, too lightly in this league. Uh, when you do, you get surprised like you did against the Las Vegas Raiders. Sacktown Easy says Kingsbury couldn't even be a special teams coach for the NFL. I think likely if, if he ends up losing the job in Arizona, he will try to go back to college. Uh, he was going to be USC's offensive coordinator before he took the Arizona job. So I think there'll probably be a spot for him out there. He's had some success with offense in the league. Uh, so, Oh, and then Tommy says, John has been over over for a minute. Wow. I, I didn't realize that's a long show for John. John went, John went long today. Uh, but welcome everyone that, you know, is coming over from John's show. I hope you guys all enjoyed his show. He always does a good job. Uh, Sean says, uh, D uh, will be challenged this game, a, a food warm-up for the playoffs. Yeah, I think they'll be challenged, but I think they'll be out or good. Tommy's talking about Collins being out. That's huge, especially for the run defense, because Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons can run sideline to sideline. And you know, with both of them out, it's going to be a little bit of a problem. And Tommy's saying he's calling the Lambs to beat the Sea Chokes. So Seahawks losing to the Rams. Potentially, that is something that could happen. So, uh, yeah, Seattle's a possibility for the 49ers, of course. We went over this a little bit on Thursday in our uh, playoff projection show or playoff update show. Uh, if Green Bay wins, they're the seventh seed. If Seattle wins and Green Bay loses, they're the seventh seed. And Detroit gets the seventh seed if they beat Green Bay and the Rams, like Tommy just predicted, defeat the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think it's one of those things where we, you know, we just don't know. Depending on what happens with the Eagles, uh, then you know all the attention will turn to that Sunday night football game with Green Bay and Detroit. And then you know we'll have a pretty good idea during that. Now, my defensive key matchup for this game is going to be confusing and pressuring David Blau. And... You know, when, when it comes to David Blau, he wants to get rid of the football quickly. Uh, watching his film, they were still willing to go empty with him. Uh, but he, his first read was always to check it, you know, get it out, get it out quickly. He did not really throw the ball down the field vertically, except for when there was an offsides penalty. Then he was willing to do that. Um, so he's not a guy that likes to take shots. The offense was struggling. And, and that was even with, you know, some of the other players that he had, you know, with uh, James Conner and stuff. I, I think... Uh, D'Amico Ryan is going to come up with a game plan that confuses with coverage, um, but also they're going to come after him some, you know, and they have some injuries along the offensive line. The whole left side of the line are backups. The center, 
uh, is not Rodney Hudson. That's a backup. So they're going to have some issues there. The right side of the line is pretty good. So, you know, you, they'll be all right. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to get a run game going. I, I really don't. I mean, you know, it's going to be, you know, a struggle for them with their backup running backs. I mean, it's not a name you haven't heard, but Corey Clement, uh, Keontae Ingram, they're going to be handling the running back role. I mean, so Orioles should be able to do what they always do. Make them one-dimensional and then confuse and pressure the heck out of David Blau. And, you know, with rush lane integrity, he's not going to be able to get on the move. And I also don't think he's as good an athlete as we saw from Jarrett Stidham. I think Stidham has surprised everyone a little bit with the speed. A uh, long time since I think their head coach is extended through 2026. The Cardinals. Interesting. Uh, we'll Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with Kingsbury. And um, it could be. Um, let's see. Tommy says, I think the nation called the toilet to get the seventh seed. A-Rod disrespected them, and some players are ticked off. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe the Detroit Lions get it done. Uh, it could be all for, for not, though, right, if Seattle wins. And then Detroit, you know, gets it done. We'll see. Um, it, it would be interesting. And Tommy, you know, would rather play Seattle. I think most people would rather play Seattle as well. WTM says, I don't care who we face. I just want home field. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why getting the two seeds so important. You guarantee you get home field for the wild card, for the divisional round, which is hugely important. Make sure you do that. That way you don't have to leave until potentially NFC championship game. And your one slip up by whoever, by the Eagles uh, of getting the number, you know, number one or home field advantage. If they lose in the playoffs, all of a sudden you're playing at home at Levi's the entire time. Lou says, would love to see a lot of Jordan Mason due to the wet field conditions. What I don't want and players with leg injuries to be on the wet field much. I don't think it's going to be wet. I was looking at the weather earlier at Lou, and it looks like there's going to be a nice spot that's going to be open from about in San, for that Santa Clara, San Jose area from about 7 a.m. to later on that night. So there's like a 12-hour window of no rain, just wind, and that wind will help you know keep the field dry. I think it's going to be okay, field conditions. I thought it was going to rain as well. Uh, we've been getting a lot of rain here in Northern California, but... I think it's going to be okay. And I know, Lou, you're from Northern California, so you know what's going on, too. So I think it could be cool. Uh, Team Cali says, good morning, afternoon, evening, Coach Ant and chat. Uh, way to cover your bases. Uh, I'm glad to see you in chat, though. Welcome. Sean says, Niners have a 3% chance of getting the number one seed. I think it's a little bit better now. I mean, it used to be 3%. You're 100% right. I think it's a little bit na better now. Spidey Danger says, hit that like button. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you have, if you're in chat or you're watching and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate that. It doesn't cost you anything, but it does help overall the channel that we can keep getting this out to, you know, really good 49er fans across. Uh, WTM says, do we have a top 10 offensive line? I think... You have to start thinking so. They're grading out that way. You have Trent Williams. He's spectacular. Uh, Jake Brendel's improved so much. Mike McGlinchey's having probably his best season of his career. And then Aaron Banks has stepped up in a big way. And with Brunskill and Burford, you've had a solid right guard. I mean, I think it is top 10. They're definitely top 10 in run blocking. And they've proven to be one of the better ones in pass blocking, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yeah, so I'm going to go with that. And Jay Ellie says, I'm sorry, Jay in the Bay says, hopefully the Giants can beat the Eagles. I hope so, too. Has anyone heard if if uh, if Dabble plans to play his starters or not? Because he said he was going to decide on Friday night. I haven't heard anything about that. Maybe we'll find out 
some of that news today uh, because I would love to know exactly if they're going to play. But now it's time for my Wow That's Bold prediction. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> Whoa. It's really bold. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. Uh, so I hope you guys all can leave your bold predictions in chat as well. If you're watching this after the live, leave it in the comment section. Let me know. I'm always enjoying the wow that's bolds that come through. A lot of them come true. So uh I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that overall. And um here's my wow that's bold. Bro and this is the first one I've done about Brock Purdy. This is the first one I've really been doing about the offense. Most of my, my wildest bulls have consisted of the defense, but not, not so fast, my friend. Not this time. Brock Purdy is going to throw three touchdowns in the first half. I think this 49ers offense rolls in the first half. Brock Purdy has one heck of a start, and I think they get three touchdown passes in the first half from Brock. Uh, what is your guys' wow, that's bold, really bold. Uh, looking forward to seeing them. Is it a 25% chance? I think that's more likely. I, I do. I think that's more likely, Sean. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think if we knew that, you know, the Giants were going to play more of their starters than it would. And what's up, Kelts? How's it going? Welcome to chat. Uh, Kelts does a good job. If you guys like 49ers content, which you should because you're here, I'll check out Kelts. He does a show with Jay in the Bay as well. They do... Uh, a show every Monday night. It kind of moves from channel to channel. So check that out straight out of the bay. Uh, but also Kelts has his own channel. So go check out Kelts Chronicles if you want to check out more 49ers content. Um, and, you know, Donald says, if you're enjoying the show and, and the chat, hit that like. Yeah, really appreciate that. It goes, help it. A uh, long time since I heard Dabble said no. Oh, that well, that hurts. Uh, and Sacktown, he says, hurt is, hurts is still hurt. If they find out, you know, and that's the thing. If the Eagles find out, you know, that Dabble's not... Um, playing his starters, more than likely they'll probably, you know, maybe they'll play uh, Gardner Minshew. We'll see. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, Jan says, wow, that's bold. Niners win 30 to nothing. And I love every second of that. I just want to drink that in. Drink it in, baby. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, Tommy Huxley says, bold prediction. Mooney gets two picks, uh, one for a, si a pick six. I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Lou says, are you thinking Zakel will be the center next year, giving the play of Brendel? Um, I think they have a competition next year. I think they'll openly try to bring Brendel back. He'll be super cheap. Chris Furster talked about Jake Brendel being really close to him and listening to every single thing he says. I think the plan was to develop Zakel as a long-term answer at center. Um, and I think that they still plan on that. I was listening to Chris Furster talk this week, and he said as far as it goes, Jake Brendel is the, the starting center. And then the backup right now is actually uh, Daniel Brunskill, and then Nick Zakel, and then Colton McKivitz. So I thought that was interesting. Colton McKivitz has been taking center snaps as well and is prepared. So uh I think that Zakel is a long-term answer, and I think next year it would be smart of them to bring Brendel back on a, on a pretty cheap you know, deal unless he gets something else out there and then see what happens. And WTM says, bold prediction, six touchdowns. Love it. I like six touchdowns. John says, Nick Bosa will have three sacks in this game. I love that. That means you know he goes over 20 sacks on the season. I think that would be cool. 
And uh, Kel says, whoa, that's bold. Drake Jackson, two sacks. Oh, I love it. Drake getting some work, gets the interception. Now he gets some sacks. And Ronnie says Bosa, three sacks before halftime. That would be crazy. And and Philip is with you guys. Bosa getting three sacks. Uh, so a lot of a lot of love for Bosa. Long time says 49ers win 24-0. The Niners D gets at least six sacks. Hopefully Bosa can get at least one more before sitting. I love that. Traffic, bold prediction. 49ers are resting their starters before the end of the third quarter. Secure the second seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs because Eagles are one and done. Love that. that, that I, I, I really do. I love that traffic. That's fantastic. Sacktown Izzy goes with Lenore, gets a pick six. I would love to see Lenore get a pick six. He got one robbed of him. He should have had a pick six earlier this year, so I would love to see him get it back. Uh, bold prediction from WTM, 40 points for no matter who we rest. That's bold. Else comes with Danny Gray TD. Now I'm with you on that. I'm with you. That would be so much fun. I want to see Danny Gray. I saw him. He's had one catch and one carry. And he's, you know, he's he's looked good on those, but he's definitely had a tough year. I think that would be nice to see him get kind of more, 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 more momentum as they work into the postseason. And then that could carry over into the offseason. Then maybe he can make a really big impact next year. Anonymous, how's it going? Says, how many defensive scores this game? I'm going to go with one. I, I mean, it could be more. Uh, Blau's going to leave it open. I think there's going to be multiple turnovers, but I'm going to go with one actual score. Lou goes bold. And Lou, your bold better come true. I want this bold more than anything. No injuries on Sunday. I love it, Lou. Shooter says, Ray Ray will return a kick for a touchdown. I, I want to see Ray Ray do it. I like Ray Ray a lot. Uh, so I hope he does for sure. I just, I just, I just want to see him do good. I, I have been a big fan of Ray Ray McLeod this year and what he has provided for this 49ers football team. Um, and I, I want to continue to see that. And Donald says, who thinks Charveris Ward could get an INT tomorrow to finish the regular season? I think so. I think he could. And you know what? If you're David Blau, though, why are you throwing at him? Don't even throw at him. Throw at Diamond Lenore. Throw at Tyshawn Gibson. And throw at Jimmy Ward. That's who you throw at. And if you can catch Tauno Ufonga peeking in the backfield, throw at him. I wouldn't throw at Charverius Ward at all. I wouldn't even look at him. You know, it's like Allen from the hangover. Don't look at it. Don't look at me either. Uh, that's that's how I that's how I would be. I mean, don't look at him and don't look at me either. Don't don't do it. Uh so yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, but I wouldn't. Now, before I get to my game score prediction, everyone start filling up chat. What is gonna be your score prediction for this game? 49ers versus Cardinals. I'm assuming that most in chat believe the 49ers are going to win this football game, but I want to know, you know, what that score is going to be. Last week, it felt like every single one of us were just a little bit off with the Raiders, right? Uh, so yeah, just go ahead and and let me know. And and we got another. Uh, wow, that's bold from 49ers gal says Mason 100 yards day day. A uh, hundred yards. I would love that from Jordan Mason. That would mean. We got McCaffrey out. We got Elijah Mitchell out early, and we allowed Jordan Mason to TDP or Jordan Mason to get a lot of carries. That would be crazy. And, and Tommy Tommy comes through a 0-0 tie. Hope not, uh, because in a 0-0 tie, the 49ers don't exactly get the two seed. Uh, so let, let's, not, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Uh, Anonymous says Bosa gets a safety. Ooh, I like that. And here comes the score. Predictions are starting to come in. Shooter says 30-10 to 10 Niners. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. And Donald says, I'm saying it's going to be 37 to 7. 
It's good. And here come and Twisted Clowns. What's up, Twisted Clown? Welcome to the chat. It says 33-9. I like that. The score chats are coming through pretty good. I'm gonna go with before everyone thinks I just stole their score. I picked, I'm going over to my notes. I'm going 31 to 10 San Francisco 49ers because I do think they go up big. I told you Brock Purdy, three touchdowns passing in the first half. And then I think the 49ers coast in the second half and win the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they're up like 24 to nothing, 24-3 at half. And then it ends up being 31 to 10. I, I think that's how, how I'm going with it. Uh, Paul says, a quote from the East Bay, just win, baby. Yeah, just win. And I would like to... Add on to that, if 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 I could, with lose a bold prediction, just win, baby, and don't get hurt. And I think if we could do that, just win and don't get hurt, it'll be a successful Sunday for the 49ers. And Traffic says, do you know the top of your head? Are there any contract incentives players are close to? Also, I'll say 31, 13, 49ers. I don't know off the top of my head. I know there was a lot of incentives for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I doubt there's too many incentives of built into the contract of uh, Brandon Ayuk because it's a rookie contract, uh, but he ha he's about to go over a thousand. I don't think. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to do some research on that traffic, so I don't know for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'll look into it a little bit, and maybe we could talk about it on a future episode. But uh, yeah, there's a few players that could be getting close to that. Fortiners Gal says Fortiners twenty one ten. I'll take it. Uh, Ronnie says twenty seven seven. Like it. 20-point victory is nice and comfortable. WTM, 40-10. to 10. There you go. Blow them up. Anonymous, 42-0. Yeah, let's do that. Let's blow them out of the water. 6-0 in the NFC. Uh, that would be nice. Spynik Danger says 23-13. to 13. Nice 10-point victory. I'm guessing, you know, resting some players makes sense. Kelts comes with 34-13. I like that. Nice, comfortable win for the 49ers. A, a three-touchdown win. I'm enjoying that. And Matthew Rawls says, when was the last time we blew out the Cardinals, regardless of who their quarterback is? Uh, Mexico City. I mean, that's the last time this year. 49ers absolutely pounded them 38-10 to 10 with Colt McCoy at the quarterback. So uh, that was the last time. It's just a different incarnation of 49ers compared to, you know, what we've seen in the past. The Cardinals, you're right. They used to handle 49ers, but uh, recently a little bit different. So um, Jan says, 1917 Niners. Yeah, Tommy says the Mexico game. Uh, good job, guys, in chat. Everyone having a nice conversation. And, and Paul likes it. Yeah, I just had to amend it a little bit. But I agree with you 100%, Paul. Uh, Philip says, I'm still a, at bold predictions. 49ers get their second shutout of this year. I love it, Philip. There you go. Get those shutouts. Uh, you got to do it. And, and 49ers gal says, McLeod kickoff or punt return to the end zone. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I like Raven McLeod. I, I want him to have a big game. I've I've liked what he's done. I like what he's about. He's a team player. The way he reacted after George Kittle got the touchdown uh, just sold me on who Ray Ray McLeod is. I think he's just great for this football team, and I love the addition uh, to this roster. Peter says, I believe Jimmy has the most incentives with this contract. He definitely does. And I don't know if we're going to see Jimmy again. I know Kyle said he could come back, but uh, as long as Brock keeps playing well and they keep you know winning football games... I just don't think so. Anonymous says, first time we have swept our division since I was in high school. Yeah, it's going to be since the 90s uh, if they win this game against Arizona. Pretty crazy. And back then, Cardinals was in the NFC, wasn't in the NFC West. Yeah, back in the 90s, uh, Carolina was in the NFC West. Sorry, I missed that. And thanks for the, the subscription, Anonymous. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming through. Um, 
And then, yeah, I mean, it was a way different NFC West back then. You know, you had the New Orleans Saints, you had the Atlanta Falcons. It's it's pretty crazy. It's different. Uh, also, is looking for no touchdowns by the Cardinals. I would like that. I think this defense, you know, after a couple of games that are a little bit more questionable, if they could come in and shut them down, that would be great momentum uh, for them going in the playoffs. And then playoff atmosphere, playoff football is just different. Uh, it's just different. You have to run the football. You have to play good defense. Um, it, it referees let the defenses play a little bit more in the playoffs. That could potentially be great news for the 49ers, especially Traverius Ward, who plays very physical at corner. There's a, yeah, that's why Carolina just joined that when they just joined the NFL. Yeah, you're right. You know, I think it was 1996 when they joined the NFL, if I remember right. Mr. Clown says, bold prediction. Fan gets mindlessly drunk and runs onto the field. I mean, I don't even know if that's bold at this point. Uh, I, I think the, I think I went to a game, I think, I don't even know, it was maybe like 10 years ago now, and there was a guy that got drunk and ran out there, and uh, it just had nothing but a cowboy hat on, a cowboy boots. It was interesting. Uh, Paul says, I hope Jimmy gets back. We could use a solid backup for the playoffs and Super Bowl. Agreed. Yeah, that's one thing I'll agree every single day on. Whereas Gal said, just worry about lack of film on a quarterback. We usually play poorly then. Uh, yeah, but you have film from last week of him against Atlanta. And trust me, this is different than not having film on Jared Stidham because you got to see what they could do with David Blau. And then now he doesn't have some of his biggest weapons. Uh, and Blau's not as athletic as Jared Stidham. And he doesn't have as big an arm as Jared Stidham. Um, but also there's some Blau film as well from when he played in Detroit. But it's going back a little bit. WCM says, how do you become a member? Uh, what you do is you go to right underneath the video. There is a join button. You click on the join button and it gives you the instructions on how to become a member. John says, my bold prediction is Purdy will finally have a four TD performance. I like that. And I think John Chapman's been on a roll. I think he told me uh, we did our show on Patreon this week. And I think he said that he's going to keep just going with it. That Purdy's had, you know, five straight games of two TDs. That would make six uh, with four. That'd be pretty crazy. That would be pretty crazy if he was able to get it done. Uh, and it would be spectacular. It really would. Um, I'd be cool with that. John says Kyle Shannon gets the Coach of the Year award to add to his coaching resume. And I think I did read today. I was trying to do a little research before the show. I'm pretty sure I read today that he's now the leading candidate, according to some of the the odds makers to win coach of the year. Uh, the, the fact, I think it, I think what helped was Jalen Hurts being out made everyone see Philly couldn't win with a backup quarterback, but Kyle Shanahan and this roster continued to win with not just a backup quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, but a backup quarterback in Brock Purdy. When you're on three quarterbacks and you're still winning football games and you're impressing and your offense is getting better, I think it just goes to show what kind of coach Kyle Shanahan is. I think the relationships he's built with his with his staff and his crew. Uh, he trained his staff how to coach an offense that was going to be led by Trey Lance. And then he had to go re-coach them and show them how an offense that was going to be led by Jimmy Garoppolo was going to look. And now you're seeing that, you know, with Garoppolo and Purdy, it's a little bit closer. So you're not having as much problems as far as transition. Uh, but I give mad props with all the coaches that he's lost over the last two years that Kyle Shanahan is able to put together a staff that is still as good as this. Uh, he's a he's a big cog in it, and he just is. You have to be a good teacher to be able to have you know coaching staffs and players like this. It's it's a complicated scheme, and be part of being a good head coach is being able to convey what you need to convey to your coaches so that they understand. 
not just that you have a good system that you're a good play caller, but you have to be able to teach. And that's one of the things I think Kyle Shannon does a very good job at. So I'm a huge, huge fan of what Kyle Shannon has done. Um, so I like it. And, and Anonymous says, this will be the second coach who gets fired following a butt kicking for the 40 years. You could be right. I mean, that it could be the end of Cliff Kingsbury. We'll, we'll see what happens. And WTM I'm thankful for the 40 yards group, uh, for this 40 yards group, truly. We appreciate you, WTM. You always add so much to chat. Good questions. Um, and just, you know, great people in here. So I love it. Uh, Cole says, as a Vikings fan, I hope you win. I don't want the two seed. Uh, yeah, Vikings fans, I'm guessing, and let me know, Cole, I'm guessing you don't want to see the Packers or Lions in round one. Uh, that would be my guess. Uh, but the only problem is, and I think I think a favorable matchup for the Vikings would be the New York Football Giants. You guys just beat them a couple weeks ago. Uh, but coming to Levi Stadium, I want to know how do you feel comfortable? You feel comfortable about coming to Levi's if you know if the 49ers were able to get that win? Uh, because you know 2019, I know it's a little bit of a different roster. Uh, just curious what your thoughts are. But uh, welcome to chat, by the way, Cole, for coming through and. Uh, and sharing you know your thoughts as well because I'm always interested what people think, especially from opposing teams as we get near playoffs. Dan says, "Hey, Ant, don't you find it funny that a lot of teams on their second and third qu uh, string quarterbacks? Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at. You know what I mean? I uh, I think the you know players are just going to get hurt. It, it's the NFL. Guys are bigger, faster, and stronger than they've ever been. Uh, edge rushers and defensive ends are running like skilled players." They're faster than tight ends. They move like running backs and wide receivers. I mean, uh, Montez Sweat, you know, almost ran, ran down Ray Ray McLeod. It's it's really ridiculous how how much ath athleticism these guys have. And Cole says not at all comfortable. <laughs> Lo, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how it all plays out. I expect the Vikings to get the win, so um, I think they'll get the win, and then you know they'll be sitting in the three seed, Niners two, Eagles one. Uh, I think that's the most likely. And then we'll see how it plays out. Um, I think that it'll be a tough game against the Giants, but you'll be at home. So I think that really helps. A uh, great one says, it don't matter who we play. We are the juggernaut. I love that attitude. Great one. Yeah, that's right. Right. If you if you want to come show up and play us, uh, good luck. You're going to have to beat us. And it's going to be a struggle for you to be able to beat our team. I, I love that mentality. I really do. Um, I, I love the mentality of, hey, bring on everybody. Let's go. And and let's let's win the football game. And you know, I I think that's the mentality you have to have. Kyle Shanahan, when talking to Greg Papa, had another great one. He said, you know, um, we've been with that that playoff mentality already for nine weeks. We we're three and four. We were in a hole. We knew we had to get out of it. And I think that is a mindset that can carry over into the playoffs. It don't matter how many games you win, uh, just keep winning. You know, I, I've I've heard people talk about how it's hard to go undefeated and all that. I had teams go undefeated before. You know, what I mean, you can do it. And we've seen it happen. I mean, it's hard in the NFL, uh, but the Niners aren't undefeated. What they've done is they've had struggles, and they've able, been able to overcome those struggles. So I think it's pretty cool. WTM says this offense screams Super Bowl in so many ways. The offense recently, you're right. You're going to score over 30 points a game, and you're going to be able to run the football, but also have the ability to throw uh, you know, as consistently as they've been doing. Yeah, you can win a Super Bowl 30 points a game. I, I, I mean, that's, that's spectacular. And John says, if Giants and Vikings meet up in the first round, they'll avenge that loss from a few weeks ago. It'll be a tough game. You know, I mean, I think, you know, it's more about Brian Dabble than it is about the New York football Giants. There's weaknesses all over the place for the Giants, uh, but they play hard for him. I mean, that's part of being a coach, right? Motivation. And he does a good job. Uh, I like Brian Dabble and what he does. He, he's pretty spectacular. Uh, Tommy says, NFL teams 
have started a season high of 65 quarterbacks. That's just nuts. It's the way of the future. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, it, players are going to continue, you know, to get hurt. And um, it, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's, you know, it's a bad part of the NFL, uh, but it's a realistic part of the NFL. And the NFL is trying to protect their quarterbacks as much as they can. Uh, but with, you know, the use of getting quarterbacks outside the pocket and trying to find that element, we're just seeing more injuries. Um, 40 hours, Josh, how's it going? Welcome. Says, hey, Ant, always nice to catch you live, bud. Hope all is well. Uh, LFG Niners, yeah, let's F and go. I watched the Madden replay. Hope all the faithful is feeling great. Thanks for that. Really appreciate you coming through, 40 hours faithful. Glad you were able to hop on the live. Glad you're here. Uh, Ward on D-Hop. No, you don't have to worry about it. D-Hop's not playing, Ethan. Um, so no, no D Andre Hopkins this week. So, I mean, you could probably just going to play straight up. You do have Hollywood Brown. You have Greg Dortch. You have to account for AJ green. Um, AJ green's height might be a little bit of a problem for Diameter Lenore, but we've seen him compete. So I think they're going to play it straight up. I don't think they'll travel anyone, uh, with Hollywood Brown. I think what's going to be about is playing solid defense, uh, and then getting after, you know, the quarterback, David Blau. So, I mean, that's, that's it. Right. Uh, yeah, Cole says you're gonna watch the Chiefs game. Absolutely, uh, I'm I'm gonna watch the Chiefs game versus the Raiders. That's gonna be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna watch the Jaguars Titans uh, and really just enjoy some NFL football here in a little bit. So I'm excited about. It. I always love when we get to this part of the year because we get football on Saturday and Sunday. I like watching college football too, but uh, you know you get to this point in the season like these games mean a lot. That game tonight between the Jaguars and Titans is for the division, so that's gonna be fun. Um, let's see. Anonymous says, with this defense, if the 49ers put up 30 points a game, they will never lose again. Anonymous, I would love to 100% agree, and two weeks ago, I would have. The problem is I just watched the Las Vegas Raiders put up 34 points on the 49ers. Um, so, I mean, I think that's probably the case. I think they're probably right, but, um, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where, uh, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think if they win third, if they score thirty, they'll have a good chance. Uh, Cole says Jags or Titans today. I'm taking the Jags. I, I think the Jags are going to get it done. I think the one thing I'm worried about for the Jags is if the Titans can get the running game going. But with with Josh Dobbs playing quarterback, I think the Jags are going to come up, load the box, take away Derrick Henry. Um, you know, and they caused three fumbles last time. I don't think that's likely, but. Um, I think that's what the Jags do. I think it's going to be a tight game, though. I don't think anyone's getting away uh, with a big win in this one. I think Jags get it done. Orioner Josh says, I'm calling out Bosa to have a monster game to break that Niner record. Yeah, call him out. Now he can say, light the fire. I, that, the way he said it was just hilarious about Kyle Shanahan. Hell says, Lombardi number six loading. Great show. Stay up. Faithful. Yeah, have, have a good one, Kelts. Uh, it's going to be fun. Nico says, Kyle was saying that Jimmy G is probably going to return for the NFC Championship game, if they make it that far, I've been dying for Jimmy G to start. Uh, he's probably he could come back as long as the injuries continue to happen. So uh, we'll see. And Jan says Alaska time. And guys, I'm actually gonna hop out. I plan on watching some of the games, but I got a little bit to do before that. But thanks everyone for coming through chat. I absolutely loved it. One hour of just you know great conversation with all of you in chat. You guys are spectacular. If you had the opportunity to like the video, thank you so much. Uh, if you subscribed, thank you so much. And if you have it, go ahead and take that chance now. I really appreciate it so much. You all are the best. Enjoy a day of football and then the 49ers play tomorrow. And everything will be known about the 49ers playoff potential. 
You guys are the best. Have a good one. Stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way.